Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. This week we look back on Gary Woodland's US Open victory at Pebble Beach and preview the Travelers Championship and BMW International Open. Hi guys, Justin Rose here and welcome to the Golf Monthly Clubhouse podcast. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. I'm Tom Clark and as ever I'm joined by Elliot Heath. How are you doing Elliot? Hello Tom. Yeah, good thanks. A little bit tired. I was going to say, you do um, look a little tired. A hell of a weekend and Thursday and Friday. Yeah, you was, about, are you just talking about the US Open or did you go out partying? Uh, I played golf both days, which was a mistake. But yeah, <laughs> I really underestimated just how late the nights were going to be. Yeah, it was quite a mission... West Coast, 2.30am, play finishing and stuff. So. Uh, I was later than that. You wouldn't know because you fell asleep every night. But That's I- not true. I only fell asleep properly one night. Well, I didn't even stay, try and stay awake. But yeah, I went to bed uh, every night, well, four nights in a row, and the birds are tweeting and the sun was out. Wow. Because in, I live... Do you Just so you want, do you want to medal? No, no. No, 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 you're fine, okay. Because I live... Well, I my bedroom's in the loft, and we have Velux windows, and we haven't got blinds yet, so uh, I had to go to, to bed in, in the morning, and it was still light. Again, I'll, I'll, the medal is in the post, uh, but it was a very good uh, a major, I thought. Gary Woodland it was, yeah, it was good. played very well, didn't he, to win his first major? He was brilliant, yeah. Uh, he's brilliant. That was, is that what we've got? He's brilliant. He was brilliant, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. shot final round 69 to win by three from Brooks Kupka. Kupka became the only man in history to shoot four rounds in the 60s and not win the US Open. Unlucky. Um, Justin Rose shot three over on Sunday to finish six back in tied third. Victor Hovland, what a shock you've mentioned Victor Hovland, was the low amateur finishing tied 13th. He has now turned pro and will be playing this week. Um, he shot... You've got a lot of stats about Victor Hovland here. Elliot. Do you want to tell everyone about your... I think Victor Hovland was one of the biggest stories from the week, He's, You're absolutely obsessed with him. It says here he shot 280, the lowest total by an amateur in history, eclipsing Jack Nicklaus's total of 282 in 1960. Hovland was also first in strokes gained off the tee and fairways hit, plus third in greens regulation. For a 21-year-old amateur. Does that mean he can't putt? No, he's, he's still a work in progress, isn't he? But look at that potential. That is going to be a future European Ryder Cup player there. We should be uh, very, very excited. Yes, yes, I suppose so. Yeah. From Norway as well. We don't really yeah, don't yeah. really have many male golfers from Norway playing like that. Or we, I don't think we really ever Who have. Who is the best male golfer from Norway? Victor Hovland, best in history. <laughs> Other than Victor Hovland. Uh, well, there's a guy called Espen Kofstad. Oh, yes, Espen Kofstad. Oh, but yeah. I honestly couldn't name any more. There's not many, is there? Podcast listeners uh, get in touch. Well, I think let's not put too much pressure on him. Yeah, let's just see how he does well uh, does in his uh, pro debut. Um, also, another t- talking point was McElroy, uh was tied ninth. He uh, was in contention, but had a double bogey on the second hole in the final round. So, just touching on McElroy, go for it. He would have been very disappointed to finish tied ninth, but someone finished tied ninth with him, Chesson Hadley, and he left Pebble Beach in a very uh, happy mood. Didn't he? Did you see that video? Yeah. Do you want to explain to listeners what was happening in the video? Yeah. Maybe you could recreate it. I could do, yeah. Uh, No, but Hadley uh, was just leaving Pebble Beach in a very good mood, driving off, and he was being filmed singing A Star Is Born by Lady Gaga and someone else. 
Sorry for my poor music and film knowledge, but yeah, uh, Google <laughs> yes, it. He was well. He's but that's the thing about golf, isn't it? Sometimes someone can have a finish ninth, uh, be over the moon, best finish in a major, all that. Be really happy with the performance. Rory McIlroy tied ninth. He's going to be a bit gutted because he was right in contention there for another major, and just he just didn't seem to get the luck on that final round for me. Uh, I thought he played really solid all, all week. Yeah, he played well. That was he? a really unfortunate lie he got. I know he said it towards the bunker and it didn't go in the bunker. You don't get lies like that on the fairway, though, do you? No, you don't. But then about 20 minutes later, Kupka is playing the second hole. He's carved it miles right. He's missed all the rough and landed on a, a bit which has been trampled down by the spectator. He then carves it left into a horrendous bit near a bunker and he gets an, an absolutely wonderful lie and manages to get up and down for par. So I thought... It was it was unlucky. I know, as you say, if you hit it straight on the fairway, you're not going to have those dodgy lights. But it happens. But it obviously, just wasn't the week. It wasn't meant to be for Roy this week, which hopefully means he's going to be ready for Port Rush. Yeah, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Could I just say, talk about myself for a second? Please do. I played golf at the weekend, lost a doubles match, and I played with the European Tour's chief operating officer Keith Waters, mm-hmm. who uh, was on the European Tour for 15 years. So, um, pleasure to play with Keith, and his he won the Zimbabwe Open back in the day, mm-hmm. and he also finished second at the British Masters in 91 to Seve Ballesteros, and he played with Seve on day three, and he said he won over 30 grand that week, which bought him a house. So okay, it's great stories. It's going somewhere. No, just... Um, <laughs> You know. I thought you were going to make a point about you got you told you something no no nothing nothing uh, well, yeah lots of chat but nothing you can say on the podcast nothing I can reveal on the podcast okay but, uh, yeah uh, very very how good did that player. go from me talking about Roy McIlroy to you playing golf well I, I wanted to mention it at the start well okay but fifteen years on the European tour that's a good innings isn't it and he thrashed you I take it we lost one down did you choke going down the, the final stretch again no we finished. Par birdie and lost because his son had two shots on the last two holes. Oh well, so you lost. Yeah, we lost. Oh well, never mind. Um, okay, let's start with at, with the winner. What do we think of Gary Woodland's performance at the U.S. Open? Superb, really good. He is coached, isn't he, by Pete Cowan, mm-hmm. who I think R- relatively recently they they've teamed up. I think. Yeah, he was with Butch Harmon, wasn't he? Yeah, but I think Cowan has left his swing alone a little bit and just kind of coached him yeah I think I think he's he's helped him uh, with his chipping his chipping used to be horrendous uh, by all accounts and um, and actually yeah if you've actually seen some of his stuff from the last couple of years he he was really bad around the greens but uh, Pebble he looked very confident was actually chipping it when actually you thought oh he actually might try and putt this so um, and with the mental game as well I think he told Woodland that He's a phenomenal player who uh, who needs to live. He said something along the lines of "Every man dies, but not every man lives." Yep. So I think famous uh, quote, isn't it? So. I think Woodland was uh, was just in the right frame of mind. He's clearly got the right people around him. He's working with Phil Kenyon on his putting as well, and. Rose was very bad, wasn't he? And then Kep- well, let's but let's before we go into Rose, it didn't go r- right for Kepka either. So no, no. But let, before we go into the other, let's just concentrate on Wooden because he deserves to be chatted about. He has had, you know, he's had a decent career. He's been in, he's been in contention before. He was 
What was he doing this year? He no, he was thirty six hole leader at Belrive last year at the PGA. There you go. So he's had he's had a, a few good major performances before, but as I say, he's never. I don't think mentally been cr- right to get over the line. But he didn't look really look like he was going to falter, did he? No, exactly. The few, the, Just the odds, it's a mental bad game. swing here and there, but actually, right for those last few holes, thought he played really well. That chip on seventeen from pretty much on the green um, was superb. That's phenomenal. And then just played 18, just bossed it, didn't he? Amazing three-wood into 14 as well. From He had 263 oh, yes. yards uphill over a bunker and he made a birdie. And they were, as all the was going, oh, he's going for a hill, this could be this could be the moment. And he, he had an absolute wonder shot and that, you know, he didn't look back from there, did he? So, you know, he was 70 to 1 the US Open. I don't think we've chatted about Gary Woodland once on the podcast before. No. Um, do you think he's a good winner? Of the US Open? Yeah, I think he is. He's got a good story. Like He was um, a very good college basketball player. He's also had some tragedy, hasn't he, in his family. You know, he, his uh, wife is expecting twins. Unfortunately, one of the twins uh, died uh, during during uh, during birth. So, you know, he's had to overcome a few things. He did this really good viral video, didn't he, at the Phoenix Open when he played with a girl whose name is Amy. Yep. And, um, Special Olympian. Yeah. And played the par 3 16th yeah, together. And I think he's. Um, that video went. Yeah, it was, ma- it was massive. And he sh- I think he came over really well in that because he was so excited that she played played that hole so well. She parted, didn't she? she yeah, I right. think she made a sandy par. Exactly. Well, fair enough. It's like amazing. And um, yeah, but me. And um, yeah, so I think, you know, he's, he's he seems to be very much well liked by lots of his fellow tour pros. There was lots of the guys waiting for him to come off. Yeah, off the seventy uh, second hole, he did win the World Cup, didn't he, with Kucha? Did he? Yes. I don't know that. Oh well, there you go. Um, what I would say it. is, I thought it could have slipped away on the seventh, the par three where he went over the back of the green in the bunker, mm-hmm. and that was a brilliant up and down there, wasn't it? That kind of, I wouldn't say killed Rose off, but it certainly well, um, uh, well if told we... Rose that Woodland's there. Yeah, exactly. He, he means business. Yeah. And it wouldn't just... I'd, I'd love the way that... Um, they, they said this on the commentary. Every time you get a lovely shot, he just put his hands in his pockets, <laughs> meandered down the fairway. You could just tell he was just really relaxed. He was just a really good place. Even if you get a bad shot, you know, it didn't seem to have a, a huge effect on him. And that's what we're talking about, how good his mental game is. You know, he's just playing each shot as it comes and not letting anything before uh, influence him too much. I'm going to tee you up there. Who... who does let things influence him too much? Um, I don't know. You said in the office this morning, Tyrrell Hatton. Oh, well, Tyrrell Hatton, yes, well, Tyrrell like Hatton. Every single shot. Tyrrell Hatton, he, yes, he, I mean, he's, he, he, well, for me, for Tyrrell Hatton, he needs to chill out a little bit. I really like Tyrrell Hatton. I think he's, I like his passion. I think he's a really, really good player. But it does get a bit frustrating every time you see Tyrrell Hatton on TV <laughs> and he doesn't hold apart, he, he blaming something or, you know, He's he's gesturing or you know something something's something's up. So I think Hatton could probably take a bit of a page out of Woodland's book. Actually, um, there's plenty of players who get a bit hot under the collar. Patrick Reed, for example, was, oh, yeah. was, was videoed snapping his uh, his wedge uh, at Pebble Beach because he doesn't seem to be very happy at the moment. And he's won the Masters. So um, yeah, this depends what what week it is. Sometimes I think so. There were some funny stories this week, wasn't there? Like um, Spieth, Spieth blaming and his caddy. That yeah, they that went a bit words, viral, didn't it? Um, unlike them, they're usually very 
solid partnership but maybe actually that might be something that keeps them closer together because they can actually talk to each other did you see Mickelson being sung happy birthday by the crowd oh no I think I missed that this is after, I, must, I must have been asleep I think it was on Saturday uh, this was after quite a poor shot into the par four third I think and he, he was really angry and they were all singing to him and he, he didn't really look at the crowd he was just like literally put his hand up like that and it was just like really angry. Yeah, it didn't quite happen for Mickelson, did it? No, no more, gra- no Grand Slam. Still, that was maybe his best last chance. You'd think just didn't quite have his game together, does he, at the moment? But I, like, let's talk about the person I want to talk about, Justin Rose. He was in with a, a shout. He's playing in the final group, and he played really poorly in that final round, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't have his game all week, and he putted brilliantly the first three days because. Yeah. He didn't really hit the ball very well the whole time, but he shot 65 on the first day and was, you know, in the final group. So he must have been doing something right. But he's putter, he's just putter was a revelation, wasn't it? I think just to say that Rose didn't have his game and that he finished third without his game is good probably isn't telling the story. He could have grinded a little bit better on Sunday. He didn't hold the putts when he needed to. And I think he should be disappointed. I don't I think, think he'd be, he is. I think he'd be... I think he'd... Be, be very just but that was an amazing chance that he just yeah, he, he didn't a, even get close and he's only won one major now he's won the same amount of majors as Gary Woodland now yeah as you said to me uh, the, other, the other day same amount of majors as Dustin Johnson as well that's another story um but Rose because I've been I've been maybe having a little bit of a go at Rose for the last few weeks so I've actually had a look at how many taunts he's actually played this year oh we've done some research he's actually well a little bit of research he's actually played probably a bit more than I realized but he still has played Fewer tournaments than Kupka, than Johnson, than Rory. How many has he played? Because Tiger Woods 12. has played nine this yeah, year. Yeah, so Tiger. But Tiger, I think, is, the, is in the same position as, as Rose. So T- Tiger's played nine and Rose has played 12. The others have played 13, 14, 15, sort of stuff like that. And I do think that Rose not really having been in contention that much this year. He has one, I know. And I think that was the first time that we really showed that he wasn't really match fit that he didn't really you have to have everything in a row to be to, to do well at, uh, at the US Open you have to be have your mental game in there you have to have your swing in the right place you have to be putting well and Rose putted well his mental game he's always a strong mental player but he's quite clear that his swing wasn't up to the pressures of playing uh, in the final round of the US Open which is shocking really because he was the world number one player at the start of the year yeah I'll give you a little stat he hit 39 greens in regulation for the week which was down in like tied 59th and Gary Woodland hit 52 so he hit 13 fewer and greens you would never, never expected that because Rose is such a solid player with his driver and his irons you know if you think anything that lets Rose down is his putting actually that was the thing that kept him alive at the week I just hope now that Rose sees that he still needs to just keep playing more and more tournaments and if he, keep, if he goes on a little run and plays some more events I do think he has a good chance at the Open, to be on, to be honest with you. Um, I just hope he, he does continue to play some more events because it's just frustrating. Why is he play fewer events than the other guys and let that number one spot just well, disappear for him? He's getting on a bit now, isn't he? He's probably the same age as you, is he? Oh, yeah. Late thirties. Late you know, Justin. Are you saying Justin is getting on a bit? I've heard then, interviews with him where he say, you know, I'm getting. I'm not as old. I'm not as. I'm not as young as I used to be. Well, he has. He has been around forever. He's saying, you know, I'm but near come my. Come he's hardly old, is he? He's saying I'm near my forties. I'm preserving my body. Uh, I'm looking forward to next year for the Olympics. I'm keeping my 
fitness in shape and all that. So, uh, no doubt yeah. that he has, but he should still have played. This is the big bit of the season now, isn't it? This first bit of the year, the first six months has three majors now involved in it. You need to make sure that you have um, had every time you've turned over every stone. Yeah, you, that you understand where your game is, that your game is in the best possible position. And I don't think he's done that this year. I know I keep going on about it. It's funny, isn't it? He got to world number one, and he, it just looked like he was going to kick on from there. And you'd never have really thought that he would have gone back. I mean, he's not playing badly. He's won this year. He's just finished third in the US Open. So I think we need to be careful. Again, if uh, who, who was singing the song? I've forgotten his name. In what? the car, leaving the US Open. Oh, Chesson Hadley. Chesson Hadley. If yeah. Chesson Hadley's having the year that Justin Rose is having, then he's he's over the moon, isn't he? Yeah, but and this is a, this, it, you know it depends where you are in your career. He's only won once on the PGA Tour. You can't say that's a great year so far for the world number. No, he's not having a great year at all. But he's having an okay year, and it's yeah. I really hope that he does really just crack on from now. Plays in some more tournaments. I hope he comes over to Europe and plays in a few. Uh, tournaments over here as well, um, ahead of what should be an incredible open at Port Rush, isn't it? So it will. So should we chat about Port Rush? No, let's. Or talk do you want to chat about Pebble Beach? What about McElroy? Well, McElroy, we've cha- we've touched on a little bit already. Rory, I thought played. I really thought he was going to win sun- on Sunday. So did I actually. Um, I thought a, five back I, was I t- in I t- touch. T- I tipped him, and yeah, I just thought he was going to have one of those good rounds. I think that. F- that poor eye on the second, and it took all the wind out of his sails. Uh, but he showed. I know, he, you know, he shot the. What did he shoot in the final round the week before? Uh, sixty-one. Yeah, sixty-one. With two bogeys in the last three holes. Well, it was ridiculous, wasn't it? Uh, unfortunately, that seemed to come up maybe a week too early for him. But Rory is playing really, really good golf, and if he keeps playing that, he's going to be world number one soon. Well, do you not think? Rory finished quite far behind Rose and you've been very harsh to Rose there so why are you praising Rory? Cause I th- well I know but Rory played the week before R- Rory won the week before Rory's game I think he played really pretty well you know he put in three v- good His putting was terrible Well I know his pu- well, putting And he double bogeyed the second hole when he needed to shoot three or four under And I, as I said seven. I think that yeah, the, the, the thing which led to that, that double bogey was a bit of bad luck where you know, other people I think got more luck than him and didn't manage to to capitalise. Um, his putting maybe wasn't as good as it was. I don't think his putting was atrocious, was it? I don't know if I can agree with that. I said terrible. Okay, he still finished ninth, and I just think that McElroy, although would be gutted that he didn't um, didn't win the major. I think he's always a bit upset if he doesn't win a major. But I think he's just he just I think he thinks his game's in a better place than some other people and around at the moment especially Rose if you think who's playing better Rose or McElroy whether Rose finished above McElroy or not you'd probably say McElroy wouldn't you um, I don't know but if McElroy putted like Rose did last week he would have won I, well yeah I know that's easy to say but Rose I think had the best one of the best putting weeks of his life it's got to be up yeah. there isn't it but the person who we're probably not mentioning who seems to continue to go under the radar you haven't even written down on someone that we should talk about is Brooks Kupka yeah he's now finished Overlooked. second first second in the majors this year outrageous isn't it yeah it is outrageous it's a shame it didn't quite happen for him at the weekend because he did play really well didn't he yeah he, I thought he, he was, was uh, absolutely superb again four under through five 
which his first five holes were phenomenal, and then it just kind of cooled down a bit from there, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, the the way that Pebble was set up, you had to try and score early on, didn't you? And then try and survive around the, the, the tough turn, and then a few other chances, and then hold on at the end. But uh, he, I thought he played so well again. He's just... He's such a good player at the moment, isn't he? And he's really solid. He, all his game is, is so solid now, isn't it? Not only has he got the outstanding driving, but he's putting. Especially he's putting from inside 10 foot. It's, it's just outrageous, isn't it? Just doesn't look like he's ever going to miss. He even had, where was that? When did he have the whole chip? Was that on Thursday? Wasn't that the first round? Yeah, on the fifth round. Oh, oh, he's looked like he's got himself in trouble here. Oh, no, just hold his chip shot. It's just like a Roma. It's like the Terminator, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's a shame he didn't win. I was rooting for him on the back nine. Yeah. Because, well, we would have been witnessing history, really, wouldn't we? Yeah, exactly. Three US Opens in a row. And he gave it his best go. Uh, just a few putts missed, didn't they? The one on the last was a really good putt. Yeah. And that when I saw it, I thought, oh, no, he's pushed it. He's let it slip by. When you saw the angle from down below, it looked in the whole way. Yeah, it's it a bit unfortunate. And again, he has. He could easily have won all three majors this year, Uh PGA, he was, he was emphatic, wasn't he? Yeah. I know he held on a bit at the end, but he was by far and away the better golfer that day. Masters, he, if you'd managed to hold one of those two putts at the end, then maybe went in the water on twelve as well. well didn't exactly, we wouldn't have had that the great story of Tiger. So again, not quite there. And then this week he could easily have won, couldn't he? Easily. So so he's finished second, first, second. What's where's he going to finish at Portrush? Um, could you imagine if he won it? I can't. I don't think he will, but I think he's. I think he's got the. Well, he's got the game for it, and also, where's his caddy come from? Yeah, Portrush. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Cooker's caddy is, is. Is. I think he's a member there. Apparently. Yeah, he knows Portrush really well. So, um, I think he's going to be featuring again on Sunday at Portrush, and he'll be putting some quite some a lot of preparation in ahead of the final uh, major of the year and someone else who had a good US Open and will also be thinking ahead to the Open is Louis Oosthuizen who we spoke to earlier this year about his preparation for the 2019 Open Championship I've heard great things about it and um, I, I, I want to go there earlier play probably Irish and mm. in the week before just stay out there and play as many links golf courses as I can and so I think it, it will be a, a nice on a little fact-finding mission like that are you able to sit back relax enjoy the golf courses or are you kind of focused no when when you do that you know I think the best way of doing it is is tell a couple of mates to come over and just play social golf like you would do with them back home just to to get used to playing links links golf rather than really burning you out by Focusing, I think the week when the open starts, you you more into that zone, and yeah. you, you you more do the work, and you got your caddy there, and yeah. so you. But but before that, just just have fun and, and just get used to the feel of, of links golf again. Do you feel like 2019 could be a big year? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm doing everything I I can off away from just being on the golf course or what I what I should be doing with with coaches and caddies and physios and whatever I need to do so and I'm motivated for for the for the next like I say five six years can you give us a little insight into that five-year plan yeah it's it's um I I just thought you know having a five-year plan where I where I go fully out and 
and do all the stuff that I should be doing is the best opportunity to to give myself to win to win another major at least and and um, you know I had a I had a few times a taste for a second title and and couldn't quite pull it off but um, there's nothing like being in the hunt for for a major and I know it's getting tougher and tougher with with um, you know everyone coming through now and, and mostly new guys winning uh, majors but um, I feel I still 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 have what it what it takes to 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 win a major I mean, you're in a select group that have a, a grand slam of second place yeah. Right? Um, yeah personally I mean that's well I saw you in Augusta for the playoff right? yeah. the, would you say the Masters and the Open are your two yeah, yeah. The, the the Masters is definitely yeah. the one I feel I can really improve improve on. I, I love the golf course and, and um, if, if I can go in there confident with, with short game putting especially, I feel it's um it's a week that I can do really well and and the the open, you know the a few times I, I missed I think I missed in sixteen and seventeen and and both of those times I got to the open, I wasn't driving it great. Right. And I think that's always key to um, to open golf. You can take that little, but you know, on with your drive, and you and that's you're driving it accurate. You can you can really score well in open golf. And and um, this year was a little little better, and I drove it quite a lot better at Canusti. And mm-hmm. and um, 15, I drove it great. Um, so, so I think that that's always if I can get myself to that week and feel like I'm really driving it well, I think right. I've always got a got a good chance. So Usain's obviously excited ahead of the final major of the year, which is really not that far away at all. No, three or four weeks. And Elliot, are you going to the Open? Yeah, of course I am. Oh well, so am I. Oh, I wouldn't good. miss that for the exactly. world. So is, um, are you excited about it? Yeah, very excited. It's always best week of the year really for me you, the best thing that Elliot does every Open Championship is the first day he goes there he goes into the gift shop and buys a really tacky pen for 10 quid that happened once <laughs> I was, was going to say I've still got that pen but I don't think I do uh, no it should, oh, it should be uh, really good and I'm really excited to seeing how Port Rush sets up I don't really know much about the course at all no I don't either and uh, no it's, it should be really exciting I know they've built two new holes for the Open and to to cater for the infrastructure for the Open because the finishing holes before were a little bit flat and and not the best on the course. But, um, yeah, they've built a new par 5 seventh, which is stunning. It's the one that you've probably seen in pictures. Mm-hmm. And it's moved up to 8th or ninth in the Golf Monthly Top 100, which was a really big story. Yeah. Moved up from, like, 14th. And there's going to be huge crowds there. They've sold out, haven't they? They actually had to release new tickets for it because they sold out all the original batch. So uh, going to be really exciting. Golf Monthly will be there covering it. We'll be doing a podcast from there. So, uh, yeah, awesome stuff, won't it? Yeah, it'll be a bit of a party atmosphere. Roy McIlroy will be the star there, won't he? Yeah, Roy's there. Graham McDowell's obviously now qualified. Shane Lowry played pretty well at the weekend. All those guys are going to get huge amounts of support. Um, and also, I think there's some of the big American names always usually quite popular over there Tiger loves Ireland although he actually said in his interview he'd never played Portrush at the end of the US Open he really loves Ireland he really enjoyed being over there although it was obviously over the border uh, at the K Club when they were down there you know there's pictures of him fly fishing in the river and stuff like that so I'm sure he's going to embrace the atmosphere and and enjoy himself likes to uh, I think he always plays in Ireland before the Open 
Mm. The guys at Ballylithin when I went and played said that he used to play there for practice. Yeah, yeah I think he really, I think he, he thinks it's fantastic preparation. So should be awesome. Can't wait. But before that, we have got a few standard weeks on tour. So this week we have got a, an event on the PJ Shore. Wait a minute. Before you go there, sorry. Go on. It's now nine out of ten majors for Americans. So remember what I was saying about American dominance yep. the other week. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'll stick by my my points. That reminded me about you saying all the Americans coming over. Another good week for Xander Schofle as well. Mm-hmm. It's just, just so many amazing American golfers. And oh, I know, but then there's not there's lots of good Europeans as well, aren't there? Yeah, but we are having a bit of a lull for European golf at the moment, barring the Ryder Cup, of course. But uh, Americans do seem to be. I don't, I don't, I, as I said, I don't completely agree with you on it. I, the, the stats speak for themselves. You know, the Americans have won a lot, but that's also down to one particular man as well. But you always seem to have a player either competing or or winning at, on on a Sunday at the major. So, uh, you know, don't, let's not forget Molinari was the champion golfer last year, and Molinari probably had the best year of anybody last year in golf. So, yeah, let's let's wait and see. Did he have a better year than Kupka? No, no, didn't win two majors. But he was very close, wasn't he? Well, indeed. So, um, so moving on now, if you'll allow, allow me, uh, to this week on the PGA Tour, uh, it's the Travellers' Championship. Kupka is playing, headlines the field, uh, whilst Bubba Watson defends his title. Also playing Paul Casey, Tommy Fleetwood, Francesca Molinari, Mickelson, Day, Spieth, Thomas DeChambeau and Reed. So watch out if you've got any wedges that you need uh, breaking. Also, oh, you're not Vic- letting that go, are you? That's no, twice you mentioned okay, it. Okay, I won't mention it ever again. Victor Hovland is playing, it says here, and he uh, makes his professional debut, as does Matthew Wolfe, who has a funky swing. Am I allowed to say that? Of course, you can say whatever you like, Tom. Uh, what, do you of, what do you think of Matthew Wolfe's swing? Um, natural and very powerful. Natural and powerful. Sounds good. Yeah. Yes, so it's uh, TPC River Highlands measuring just over 6,800 yards, so not particularly long course, is it? Very short. So we should see uh, anybody win this week, not just the Brooks Kepka-type bomber, should we say. Indeed. It's the 36th year as a PJ Tour venue. That's a good stat, isn't it? Yeah. So who do you think is going to win? You uh, can't say Victor Hovland. Do you know? You can say Victor Hovland. I'm going to put it out there. And I'm going to say Victor Hovland is going to win <laughs> on his, on his oh. first ever professional start. Wow. You sure? Yeah, I'll back him. <laughs> good, good. I was, I was actually, I don't bet at all, but I was going to put a tenner on him. I think he's 60 to 1. And Matt Wolf is like 110 to 1. So yeah, I think which is probably right. As there's more value on Hovland there. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, Fresh off of last week. Uh, well, yeah, okay. A lot of pressure on him, though, isn't there? Uh, I think that uh, people who might do well, I think Jordan Spieth might have a good week. Obviously, has been playing okay, getting a bit better. What are you looking at? What you Just l- the, the list there. Spieth won in 17, didn't he? Yeah. So That celebration with his caddy when exactly, he pulled that bunker Exactly, shot. and he had, going into the US Open, he was playing a bit better golf and had been... You know, just couldn't quite get the the full four rounds of decent golf in there. And his caddy uh, cost him a bogey, didn't he, at one point? Well, no. I well, I'm not saying that, no. Um, and, uh, you know, I think they had a little bit of a, a head-off at the US Open, but I think they're probably... It's good to chat about these things and get them out, out in the open. Don't like to let things just stay under the surface. I don't think it's ever healthy. So uh, I think Speed's going to have another another good week do you know who's someone who's been a bit quiet of late 
who I think might maybe start to, hit, to turn his year around is DeChambeau. Hasn't really done anything recently, has he? Well, he has won this year, but yeah, I know, he's yeah, been quite exactly. Yeah, so at the start of the year, he was red hot, wasn't he? Really yeah. good, and then he just seems to have just hasn't really featured on Sundays at all. Not for a good few months, has he? So no, he hasn't really featured in any of the majors. No, no, has he? He, he hasn't yeah, been. He has in the, had a, hasn't had a top a ten. Year. Hasn't had a top ten, and we were, you, you know, at the end of last year, we would have said, "Hell, oh, he's one that, you know, he could he could definitely get his first major, couldn't he?" So, um, yeah, I wonder if Deshambo. It's time for Deshambo to maybe turn his his season around, going into into the Open. Did he make the cut last week? I don't know. I don't remember seeing him at the weekend. I don't re- exactly. I don't know. No. That's which is never great, is it? <laughs> he didn't seem to feature. I didn't see. I don't think I saw him hit a shot. So um, there is also a European Tour event, the BMW International Open, which has got quite a good field this week. I thought. Where's the venue, Tom? It's in Germany. <laughs> oh come on, Golf Club München Eichenride. Golf Club München Eichenride. That's the one. Uh, did, did Martin Keimer just walk into the <laughs> podcast there? Uh, Matt Wallace defends, but what, what do you need to remember, Elliot? You already mucked up um, today. I do not believe that the, this was the host venue last year. It's not. They they alternate it, and it's an odd year, as in odd numbered year, and so they're at uh, they're in Munich this year. And uh, last year he beat Ollison, Keimer, and Kohonen. There's another name I can't say by one. Uh, this year, Strongfield, Sergio Garcia is playing, Fitzpatrick, Keimer, Cabrera Bello, Torbjorn Ollison, and Alex Noren. Surprised to see Alex Noren there, because now he's a, uh, a full time PJ Tour player. Well, or has a, been recently, anyway. Alex Noren is one of my tips, so let's stick with Alex Noren. He's 34th in the world, I think, now. Had been as high as, I think, 12th. Eight, he was. Eight, there you go. That I is. had a terrible drop off in form over the last year, hasn't he? Yes. Obviously, he's one of those guys who's tried to go over to PGA Tour, where obviously there's a lot more money, you know, and, and things like that, and a few more opportunities, and maybe better weather. Um, and it hasn't really quite worked out for him. This is his first uh, time that he's actually teed up on on just a European Tour event. Obviously, he's played in the majors, um, and he's finished fourth in this event at this venue uh, back in 2013. So I have a feeling maybe Norm back on. European soil, I think he might do quite well. Okay. Who do you fancy out of those guys? Um, probably <laughs> Keimer, runner-up last year in his home country. Playing a bit better. Played very well at the Memorial. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good to see him lift the trophy again. Um, not to hate on the European tour. Just a, a very small purse. I was surprised to see. It was only €2 million. Euros, yeah. The complete purse for this I think they probably do hand out quite a lot of appearance money I would think the European doesn't sorry the European tour doesn't so maybe BMW are the yeah no that's yeah no that's what I'm saying maybe the sponsors are involved I would if you look at the guys who sometimes I mean Garcia's always there uh, yeah. in this event and stuff like that and has actually got a very good record there so uh, no it's I think I'm quite looking forward to watching that nice Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon not, not having to get up at 2am or be up at 2am so, uh, yeah, that should be good fun. For all the betting tips, do Google Golf Betting Tips and click on our, our pages to see how we're doing. You're going to give one away? Give one away. I just have given it. I've oh, so you're going to give another one away? I can do. Use Loughton Oh, as well. He's 24 to 1. So I think uh, Norman's 30 to 1. Use Loughton's about 24 to 1. Uh, Loughton's got a decent record there. 
So uh, I've been playing quite well. So yeah, there you go. I've given two out. But the rest of them go to yeah. Do Google golf better tips. Um, moving on, we're also going to cover women's golf a little bit here. Last week, Brooke Henderson won the LPGA Meyer Classic in Michigan. The 21-year-old won her ninth LPGA Tour title, which is a new Canadian record. Lexi Thompson shot a 10 under par 62 in the third round. She was one of up. Lexi Thompson's playing really well, isn't she? Yeah, probably my favourite golfer, Lexi Thompson. Your favourite golfer or your favourite female golfer? Um, favourite female golfer, yeah. <laughs> she's, a, she's a fantastic golfer, isn't she? Yeah, I followed the- her on Instagram for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever she does her workouts and stuff, she always posts it with heavy metal. Or not heavy metal, but metal. And I'm a, a metal fan, so Are you? we like similar music. Indeed. I wonder where you're going with that uh, for a moment. She So Lexi Thompson won, what, two weeks ago? And they've got the third major of the year, the PJ Championship, which is being played at Hazel Tyne, which is obviously an awesome course, where Sung Hung Park defends after winning in a playoff last year. I think Thompson could have a good chance of winning, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Probably one of the tournament favourites there. Clearly in great form to shoot 10 under par for, for one round. That is incredible. Well, yeah. I don't. Th- how many? How many times do you think I've shot under par? Uh, how long do you think it would take me? Here's, here's a good question. How many? T- how many? How many rounds do you think it would take for an 18 handicapper to shoot as many birdies as Lexi Thompson did last weekend? Uh, uh, is the 18 handicapper getting coaching? <laughs> the 18, 18 handicapper is just plays. Let's say once a month. Oh, sorry. To get cumulative total of 10 birdies yeah oh i'm not saying to um, get 10 birdies in a round no 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 no, no, no that's what i'm saying decades um <laughs> so you just well, think could get 10 birdies in a if you're playing one round per year or what was it one round per month would you get 10 birdies in a year well i'll take you by an example because you claim to be an 18 handicap i would say <laughs> well, uh two... when people say that it sounds that the handicap's dodgy <laughs> and they're no, 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 no no i'm not that's what you would, exactly you're actually <laughs> saying the opposite i would say it would take you how many years two would years t- 24 rounds to make 10 birdies 24 rounds on then. easy golf courses as well <laughs> <laughs> if you're playing one of those courses three years <laughs> Okay. I don't know if I'll take that or not, but we should maybe do that. Do it as a challenge. Yeah. How many rounds would it take for me to get 10 birdies? It's a good challenge. That makes quite a good YouTube series. Exactly. Let's try and do it. Um, uh, Michelle Wee is also expected to return after a hand injury. So, yeah, quite a strong strong field for the PGA Championship for the women's. And we will cover uh, what happens in that at ne- in next week's podcast, won't we? Yep. Give this a big push because... I like to rank tournaments by prize money, and this has almost double the prize money that the BMW International Open does. On so. the European Tour, yeah. And it's so, a major, of course. Yeah, so it's a really, really big uh, event uh, on the women's golf calendar, so that's, that's really decent. So, before we move on to the quiz, uh, Elliot, there was a competition last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where we gave away a training aid for someone who had to guess who was going to be, who was going to win the US Open, and we said whoever won... Whoever guessed first would win it. Did anyone guess Gary Woodland? No, they didn't. So, yeah, we had lots of entries. Thanks to everybody who entered. Our winner is Rob Laurie. Rob uh, picked John Rahm, who finished tied third. We did have 
a guess of Brooks Kepka, but that came after 36 holes. So sorry, sorry about that. We decided to go with that entry, didn't we, John Rahm? So yeah, but yeah, good guess. Tied third would have backed you uh, each way money there. Yeah, which I did have. So did you? Yes, thankfully he's saved the day. So yeah, and we're going to have more uh, competitions over the coming weeks and months so uh, something to look out for and make sure you you listen throughout the whole podcast and don't miss out on those chances so moving on the quiz where it is 14.8 to you it says here I can never remember if that's actually correct or not no, I don't think it is I'm sure it's 15.8 but <laughs> yes I thought you'd say that so as ever 10 questions we've all sleep deprived but we'll try and answer them as best as we can Question one. Gary Woodland won the US Open to win his first major title, but can you tell me the name of his first PGA Tour title? Just need tournament name. I'm not sure I know that. I know. Gary Woodland. What did he win? <laughs> I know something he's won, but that's it. Um, question two. Oh. Playing, why couldn't he have asked this a different way? Playing alongside Matt Kuchar, in what year did he help the United States win the World Cup of Golf? Lots of guesses. Oh, here we go. Victor Hovland question. This is Sam, who's done the quiz, obviously knew, wants you to win. Victor Hovland became the third player since 1990 to secure the low amateur at the Masters and US Open the same season. Name the other two. Clue they're both American. Victor Hovland became a third place since 1990 to secure the low amateur at the Masters and the US Open in the same season. Name the other two. Clue they are both American. Oh. Do you know that? No. Do you? Yeah. I still don't know question one. What title did Gary Woodland win? I should know this. You should. I don't know if I know either. Right, here we go. Oh, I've got a chance for this one. True or false? Question four. True or false? Kupka became the first player to shoot four rounds in the sixes during a US Open and not win the tournament. <laughs> we know that, don't we? We've already mentioned it. Haven't we? Are you still thinking about the first question? No, sorry. Say that question again. True or false? Brooks oh, Koepka- I didn't hear the true or false bit. I just thought it was a statement. <laughs> I was waiting for the actual question. True or false? Brooks Kupka became the first player to shoot four rounds in the sixes during a US Open and not win the tournament. Question five. On what hole did Rory Sabatini have his hole in one during the 2019 US Open? You know? Yeah, I know that. Oh, no. That was the first ever Slovakian hole in one in a major. <laughs> it was also the first ever. Stat. Yellow Titleist Pro V1 or Pro V1 X hole in one as well, I believe. Brilliant. Got great stats. Uh, question six. How many Americans currently sit inside the world's top 15 golfers? Oh. Okay, I have an answer. Question seven. Snooker champion Sean Murphy launches his bid to qualify for the Open Championship later this month, but can you tell me how many times he has been snooker world champion? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a great question. The snooker. I'm quite a big fan of snooker. <laughs> I'm actually. not, but I'm. I don't mind snooker at all. Love a bit of snooker. I, okay. <laughs> That's a good question. That was a very good championship, I think. 
back then. I yeah. think he came in as a qualifier or something. Yeah, yeah, I think he's right. Do you think he'll qualify for the Open off scratch? No. No. <laughs> it's quite it's quite hard to do, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, did you like, sorry, I did you like my sell on on the website? It was from Crucible to Claret Jug. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, question eight. Brooke Henderson became the most successful Canadian golfer to compete in the LPGA and LPGA Tours in terms of total number of tournament wins this week. How many wins has she had? Yes? Yeah, I got that. Question nine. What is the name of the course that hosts the Travellers' Championship? Oh, you've, uh, oh, no. We've got this somewhere, haven't we? Yes. <laughs> we talked about Blatant that. cheating from Clark there. Well, it's not my fault you put that on. I, w- I wouldn't have known that either. <laughs> and question 10. Who won last year's BMW International oh. Open? That's like asking, is the sky blue? Or what colours? today, it's raining. I've just written the wrong answer down. It's not Matt Kuchar. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, should we go through it? Right, yeah. question one. Oh, wait, let me just think of a random... Yeah, there you go. Go on then, what was it got? the Barbasol Championship? No, it was the Transitions Championship up at the Phoenix Open. He has won the Phoenix Open, hasn't he? Yeah, that was his third win. Yeah, I can. Most recently. Question two. Playing alongside Kuchin, what year did he help the United States win the World Cup of Golf? What did you put? I put 2013. I, put, I also put 2013. The answer is 2011. Oh. We're in the right ballpark, weren't we? Uh, Victor Hovland became the third player since 1990 to secure the low amount at the Masters and the US Open the same season. Name the other two. Clue they're both American. Who did you put? I put. I, compl- I had a complete brain freeze here. Tiger Woods and Jordan Spieth. No, it was Matt Kuchar and Phil Mickelson. 1991 uh, and 1998. Yeah. The other way around. I, had no, I didn't have. Was that worth two points? No, one point. Are you sure? Yes. Ah. Oh. I could have got he would quite have a big lead there. Well, well, you, yeah, you would have gone 2-0 up. You only won one up. Right, question four. True or false, Brooks could be playing the first player to shoot four rounds in the 60s during the US Open and not win the tournament. True. True. Yes, I'm off the mark. Question five. And what hole did Roy Sabatini have his hole in one during the 19, 2019 US Open? I can't even remember what hole was in the par threes. I've said the 12th. Oh, what a lucky guess is that 12th? is. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was... It was there somewhere. That was... You know. I put 12 for the next one as well. Oh. Oh. Which is interesting because I put 11. Oh. How many Americans currently sit inside the world's top 15 golfers? Closest wins. Like, without looking... Oh, sorry. It's definitely not 12. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's seven in the top 10, which... Okay, so the answer yeah. is... Is it closest wins? It is. Oh, Get that's in a there. brain freeze. The answer is 10. I had 11. You had 12. <laughs> He's listen to his, his his ten, he's written them out. Brooks, DJ, Goat, JT, Cartley, Xander, Bryson, Gary, Kucha and Ricky. <laughs> what a what a group. I'm just gonna make sure that is ten. I know what it sounds like. Probably get fact check it wrong. On the subject of goat and Gary in the same sentence, uh, Woodland beat Tiger Woods's 2,000 total of 12 under par, didn't he? Does that mean Woodland just produced the best major performance in history? No, because it was completely different courses, completely different conditions. On the subject, though, it would have been nice to have seen the sun for. It at would least have been once nice sun and a bit more wind, but you know, I thought it was quite a fair test, wasn't it? Anyway, we've stopped talking about the US Open. Question seven. 
Snooker champion Sean Murphy launches a bid to qualify for the Open Championship later this month, but can you tell me how many times he's won Snooker's World Champion? Once. Once. 2005. Oh, I didn't. I wouldn't have got the day. Fair play. Um, question eight. Brooke Henderson became the most successful Canadian golfer to compete in the PGA and LPGA tours in terms of total number of tournament wins this year. How many wins has she had? Nine. Nine. You said it earlier. Yeah. We're going to draw, aren't we? We are. Uh, what is Has the name he... of the course that hosts the Travellers Championship? TPC River Highlands. TPC River Highlands. So, we are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. You're 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Yeah. And who won last year's BMW International Open? Matt Wallace. Matt Wallace. 7-0. Any tiebreaker question this week? No. Not not according to that. So. I messed up that world ranking one. I knew it wasn't 12. Never mind. Good luck next year. Um, thanks for listening. Um, next week we'll give some uh, feedback on the BMW International Open and also the Travellers Championship and also the Women's PGA Championship of course and look ahead to uh, the events for that week thanks as ever for listening do again follow us on Twitter at Golf Monthly on Instagram at Golf Monthly and Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook and of course check out the Golf Monthly website until next week Elliot it's been great chatting yep see you next week I'll see you next week and see you all next week as well <laughs>